0: Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. Well, that wasn't a bad week, was it? it wasn't Rather bad good, all. wasn't it? Two wins, five goals, four, one goal against, which I point out had a heavy deflection, uh, and some pretty damn good football. So uh, we've got a lot of stuff to uh, sift through. We're going to talk through those games in a uh, second. Um, there is a mildly important match that's coming up as well on uh, on Monday. We're going to hear from Steve Bruce ahead of that later. We'll hear from club captain Tom Lees as well, plus a bit from Barry Bannon, and we've also got a prediction for the Steel City derby from Chris Turner a little bit um, later on. This is what you call a bumper show. It is a bumper edition, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, we're also going to get your views, as ever, later on in Alpinions. First up, though, uh, Swansea. Now, that... I would not have predicted that these two games this week would be our first two games of the season where Wednesday would score more than one or win by a, a more than one goal. Margin. I did. I just didn't. I did not see it coming. To be honest, Swansea. I I had a funny f- because we the games that we'd struggled in against uh, Rotherham, Millwall, and stuff. Swansea on paper was probably the hardest of the games around this sort of period. And Wednesday have this weird thing of of sometimes really raising the game in that s- scenario. So I had a feeling that that we might get something out of it, but I didn't see um I didn't see that first half coming because we. I mean, we stormed that first half.
1: Really did, yeah. It was so impressive. And I just loved the tempo and the aggression and the intensity that they played at uh, in that first half. They couldn't sustain it in the second half. As Steve Bruce later said, they ran out of juice uh, a little bit, which I think was understandable, bearing in mind. You you had uh, two of the new boys who came in. Uh, and haven't played a lot of football in Ashraf Lazar and Rolando Aaron's, but the partnership and the way that they dovetailed together on that left-hand side, it was a breath of fresh air, uh, just such good understanding between them both, and Aaron's two assists, and what more can you say about Adam Reach? I, I said it in last week's podcast that he is just such an important player in this Sheffield Wednesday side, And interestingly, uh, he's playing in another position now and you look at his productivity and you're thinking Steve Bruce likened uh, him a little bit to Robert Snodgrass uh, uh, after the Swansea game. And I don't actually think it's necessarily um, a bad show. I I think that Reacher's actually uh, a bit quicker. I think he's more direct, perhaps, than what Robert Snodgrass is. But yeah, you know, they're both left-footed. That's where I suppose the comparison is. And I still think, don't get me wrong, Adam Reach has got a long way to go to get to Snodgrass level. Mm-hmm. Snodgrass has done it consistently in the Championship, and now look at him—he's a regular in the Premier League for West Ham. Uh, and so I, I think it's, it's, it's something definitely for Adam Reach to aim for. But but in these two games we've seen, he's now got nine goals, yet another assist in the Brentford match, which we'll discuss in more detail in a bit. But yeah, I, I, I thought really they just set the tone from the off and the way that they got after Swansea. And Swansea played right into Wednesday's hands for me. I just thought that their style of play building from the back, playing out yeah. very slowly and patiently. And Wednesday, they just got in their faces immediately,
0: closed them down, forced them into mistakes and they took the chances. The, the tactics were just right, weren't they? And we'll we'll kind of go through some sort of individual examples in um, in a bit. First thing that I just wanted to kind of touch on was we were all a bit worried about the fact, you know, Forestieri, the controversial sending off, we talked about it a lot last week. So he was out of the team. We knew there were going to be um, changes. I don't feel that that Forestieri was was missed at all in, in, in that game. I think that, as we say, particularly first half, we had a real kind of swagger about us, a bit of confidence. We were playing with, um, you know, real energy. We were pressing. Let's talk about Lazar because that, I mean, what a cracking debut that, that, that guy had. You know, mm-hmm. he had kind of everything that we've, you know, sort of individually bemoaned of... Uh, players in, in, in that position of, uh, of, over the course of not just the season, but probably the last two or three seasons to to, to be honest. Um, and, you know, he, just a, a real, real good debut and um, I think the way that that kind of he played in the game probably represents just what we saw from Wednesday in terms of the fact that it was just so much different, it was so much faster, it was so much uh, more exciting to watch. It was just spot on. He, he, great debut, wasn't it?
1: The template has been set now. I think we were talking last week about uh, this team hasn't got an identity yet or yeah. hasn't got a style. We've now seen in the last two games what they're capable of, but. The key is they have to bottle this, this consistency and standard. And if this high pressing, it requires a lot of energy and it requires the team to be incredibly fit. And and this is why if Wednesday do fall short of the playoffs, which we all know are going to be a big ask, the summer and getting this team, whipping them into shape... So that they can play at that level and standard, I, I think you know that's that's going to be critical, definitely. But yeah, I mean, getting back to what you're saying, there's our, It was a really strong, uh, very you know good, uh, just encouraging debut. It Absolutely. was, and and as you know, as I said, that you know in the under 23s game, in you know the game uh, a couple of days before it, um, you know I, you could see that oh you know this guy's got something. You could see why. Newcastle a number of years ago they paid good money for him uh, because he
0: he just looks a class act. It was great for us to um to to see that. Uh, by the way I just need to raise issue with the fact uh 5 minutes in your first use of the p word Playoffs. Sorry. Mm, I I'm sure. sure I'm sure that will come up again at some point during um during proceedings. All right, other things that I noted down. Uh watched you back a few times right that first Adam reach goal. Uh, what a good team goal that was. It was a nice move, that, and it was the kind of that... It represented the game pretty well and represented the way that Wednesday played pretty well in terms of the fact that it had got energy, it got pace. there was a bit of skill involved in that. And there was understanding between players. People knew what each other was was doing, and that's often been, you know, the kind of the left arm not knowing what the right arm's doing is, uh, was was a bit of an issue of Wednesday during the, the, the Yoss era. That cohesion just wasn't really there. That goal really personified talk about you know the, the identity of what Wednesday might have under Steve Bruce that for me was a good example of what we want to be aiming for you know there was there was Definitely. just that understanding yeah. there and we, we saw it right through the game particularly in midfield that the there the was there was that communication there was an identity that that left arm did know what the right arm was doing
1: it's some. I, I just think it, it's summed up. Yeah, that, like you say, that first goal, the way Wednesday played, and uh, the, the, the the tempo. They just look a much better side when they when they play like that. Yeah. Uh, and so, as I say, it, it's all about consistency. But there were just so many positives um, from that first half. That you know that that was as good as we've seen from Wednesday in a number of months. Probably for me, going back to. Uh, the Birmingham City home game, actually, Lee Bourne's last match in charge, which where Wednesday should have absolutely yeah. battered them with the amount of chances they created.
0: But again, they won the front
1: foot, and uh, let's just hope for more of the same
0: over the coming weeks. Another really nice moment for me was, uh, there was the moment where... Um, Chinson, his his little kind of slip, his his error. Uh which really it should have been one all that. That was a really good chance for Swansea. And there was real teamwork to recover from 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 that. Everyone kind of did what you'd want a defence to do to, to, to kind of recover from what is a real kind of goal scoring situation and um I don't know if you've watched the highlights back. I think you watch the highlights, it makes it look like actually yeah, Swansea probably had the better chances during the the game. I don't know if that's uh, creative editing or uh, or not, but um, there was there was some great examples of really good um, defending and that kind of solidity within the defence. That you know we, we all know so well has been lacking for such a long time, and that was pleasing as
1: well. I think you're talking about the Michael Hector uh, sort of last ditch tackle, yes, wasn't it Hector, got the, across, yeah. yeah, the Sam Hutchinson slip. Yeah, do you know what's important to remember? As good as Wednesday have played in the last two games, Kieran Westwood has made some very important yeah, saves at times. Um, big moments, you need big players, and Kieran Westwood has proved over the last couple of months that uh, he is top drawer. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um so then this 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 new young striker that's come on the scene this week. I think it's called Stephen Fletcher, new new kid. Uh obviously very flexible, throwing himself around all over the place. Um I can't believe I mean, this guy's it is. He's not even is, is he early 30s or would be classed as mid 30s. 31. 31. Mm. Um I mean what what a transformation for a player who's he's been having a good season. Uh he's really stepped it up a level I think in the last few games. Uh, I must say, after the overhead kick, brilliant goal, brilliant goal. I turned to my mate, we were celebrating, and went, "That's it. He's going to be injured for a year. Now he's never. He, he, he's probably dead. He's not going to get back up from uh, from that." Um, but I mean, birth game. So I know we'll we, we'll talk in more detail about the um, the Bradford game. But um, a couple of just amazingly good performances from Fletcher, who is leading that line, um, just brilliantly.
1: Oh, yeah, no, he is. He's in tip-top form, and I think he's got eight for the season. And Stephen Fletcher, to me, is is one of those players that, at this level, uh, on his day, he is a handful in the air. And we've seen that he's so intelligent with his hold-up play and the way he brings people uh, into play. And uh, you, know, you you can't forget, actually, that when Wednesday finished in the playoffs two years ago, uh, you know he was the second top scorer. After Forestieri, he got 12. And I think that's, for me, moving forward, uh, for Wednesday to, again, become that genuine force at this level that we we hope and want to see from Wednesday, uh, that Fletcher will always be, I think, that support guy, the link guy, and when it comes to goals, I think it's really unrealistic to expect Fletcher to, I think, bang 15 goals plus. He's not... He's not that type of player. I don't think he—he's not, you know, a box. Yeah, a fox in the box. He's not uh, that clinical striker, um, but I, I think he's that valuable squad player. There'll be times where, you, again, he's—he's he getting on and so they will have to drip feed him in and so there'll be times where they have to look at the workload and whether he's capable of playing the Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday that you have to do in the Championship and so uh, there's no doubt about it though that Fletcher... Uh, his quality um, when he's in the mood and when he gets the, the service which I, I think it, it, uh, in his defence he's not had great service at
0: times this season no, that's true that's true but he does seem like a player that's got a new lease of life that's, that's just loving this this kind of new Sheffield Wednesday under Steve Bruce which is brilliant um, so what about Lucas Schau then because um, he probably all season he's probably divided opinions even though you know, statistically he's had a great a great season um, and, and Saturday was probably an example example of, you know, his his season summed up in one game in terms of the fact that at times great and then, you know, other times less so and an and opinion a bit divided about him.
1: I, I liked his reaction uh, when he came off uh, right. in terms of he was disappointed, frustrated, angry. I think it was, I think it's anger actually. You know, I've not had the chance to speak to Lucas since, but uh, I think it's the fact that He couldn't, in that game, you could tell that he's struggling physically or that he's hampered by this knee injury Mm -hmm. and that he's not right and that his body is not allowing him to perform to the level that he wants. Uh, But yet, saying all that, he still, uh, you know, he he did not have a good game. There's no getting away from that. He didn't on Saturday. But he actually still played a big part in that first goal and no one should forget that. Um, But, yeah, clearly in the last two matches, Joao hasn't you know he's struggled and he's not made the impact that you know Wednesday you know need from him and this is the the problem with Joao is that um too often he is doing the business when he comes off the bench and not when he's starting and that's that's what he has to change and um he's not a kid anymore he's not you know he's he's 25 and he'd be I think 26 later on this year so the penny really should be dropping
0: it's well, he's, he's effectively the same age as Adam Reach, there isn't he? So you know, oh, yeah. there's there's worlds apart in kind of, you know, the the uh, I'm not going to say the level that they're at because I don't think that's fair, but but where they're at in terms of their self development as a footballer, so much of it is kind of the mental side of it, and 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 you, you do get that kind of slightly. Uh, almost kind of childlike feel sometimes from, 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 from Lucas Shaw. And, and I mean that with the utmost of respect to him because, you know, he's obviously, he's a a family man and all that kind of stuff. Um, but he does have that, you know, it's very kind of emotional as a, as a footballer. And that kind of sometimes seems to hamper him, hamper him as a, as an actual player. So, um, I think a, a key few few games. I don't know where he's at in terms of his injury and whether or not he's going to be around for the next few games. I guess we'll talk injuries a little bit later on. Um, in, I found it really interesting that uh, Reach and um, Aaron swapped sides a couple of times in the first half. Um, noticed it as well during the Brentford game. There were a couple of players that would just swap positions just for a few minutes. And... Um, Forestieri and Reach swapped positions a couple of times during the uh, Brentford game. Clearly something that they've been working on in terms of just trying to disrupt the opposition um, teams. Now, I mean... That's something that all football teams will do, right? It's, it's not as if, as if Steve Bruce has uncovered this great new tactic. It's something that was not happening under Yoss. We were a very static team under Yoss. We were quite easy to defend against because we were pretty predictable. I like the fact that you know we're doing stuff that we haven't been doing before, and 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 you just small stuff that actually just means that we're giving defenses a hard time, and that's um, that's a really good thing. Uh, right then, second half. Obviously, Swansea got a goal back. I'd, was was the second half boring, or was it professional? I I can't decide. Somewhere in between,
1: probably I think is the answer. Aaron's could have scored. Um, that that uh, shot that he had that was saved. But yeah, Wednesday didn't create very much in the second half, and they, they, they yeah they sat on the on the 3-0 lead and and why wouldn't you I and mean, it's the first time all season that Wednesday've scored three goals in a match and have been 3-0 up at half time I, you know you'd have to go back I think a number of years for the last time Wednesday were in that sort of position and yeah, uh, yeah top teams that's what that's what they do when they uh, they get 3-0 up they see it out and it's game management that's that's what's important uh, and so yeah Wednesday I think they sh- they backed off a little bit and allowed Swansea, I think, um, a bit of a foothold in the game. Again, if Swansea had taken a couple of the chances that they had in that second half, it could have been yeah. Uh, yeah, squeaky bum time at the end. But uh, and unfortunately, Kevin Westwood made a couple of very important and good saves uh, and their finishing wasn't up to scratch.
0: Yep, um, so yeah... Um I think it was Norwich last game of last season, by the way, when we were last 3-0 up at halftime. It was that, indeed. Not, oh, good. not that long oh. ago, but um, You're doing your homework. Feels again. like a, a different lifetime, doesn't it? Um yeah, okay, so um that's the Swansea game. Um, let's move on to Brentford then on Tuesday night. The Wednesday thing to do here is to expect, you know, we're putting a great performance against um Swansea. By the way, just sorry, just going back to um, that point about the second half. We're going to hear from Steve Bruce a little bit later on, kind of talking about the injury situation and stuff like that. Do, do you think there's an element here of him just saying, look, we're 3-0 up, let's ease off the gas because we cannot afford to pick up any more injuries? I don't think it was that at all. Do you no. Okay.
1: No, I, I don't. I think that uh, yeah, he recognised that he, he, two of that starting 11 have played barely any football, as I touched on yeah. before, and Lazara and Aarons, uh, and... I don't think he would have wanted them intentionally to take their foot off the gas, but I think psychologically it's very hard not to be maybe a tad complacent yeah, when, you're, uh, when you're in that position. So I, I think it was more a case of that. But, oh yeah, there's no doubt about it that Steve Bruce has he's mentioned it a lot over the last couple of weeks that uh, he's frustrated and very keen to get to the bottom of why Sheffield Wednesday, historically... Pick up so many injuries, mm-hmm. uh, and and have done particularly over the last two to
0: three years. Good luck to him finding the answer to that one, because we've all wondered that for uh, for a little while. Um. So sorry. Yeah. On to um, Brentford then. Now, um, I've got a few friends that are Brentford fans, so met up with them in the pub beforehand, chatting about how they've been playing. Recently, and uh, there was no mincing of words. Uh, Brentford fans feel that they've been playing some excellent stuff, really, really in form. Uh, even the games that they've not been getting the results that they'd want out of, for example, the game at Swansea in the FA Cup that they that they lost, but apparently bossed the game and played some really, really good stuff. So um, I, I kind of as as I literally going into the stadium just thinking. It could be a bit of a banana skin this after great performance on Saturday, um, you know, just easing off the gas a bit in the second half. You know, what what does that mean in terms of how we're going to approach this game? And um, everyone was thinking
1: it was going to be the sternest test so far of Steve Bruce's reign, and they were c- coming into the game on the back of a five-one win over Hull, and they'd won yeah, four in a course, row yeah. at home, and they've got one of the top scorers in the division in Neil Mopay. and and so yeah, you looked at it and thought. Oh, yeah, this could actually be uh, a challenging uh, challenging one for Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, but then reality actually kicked in and you looked at it and thought uh, you could then see at the end of it why Brentford have only won once away from home all season and, and Wednesday uh, they
0: played them off the park right? Yeah, and they should have won by more. Yeah, they should. Um, cracking performance. I mean, I, I afterwards wondered, is that the best performance of the season? I was toying with Villa away, uh, which I thought was, was excellent. And I think I'd give Villa away still. Yeah, and I think I probably would, but certainly in terms of what we've seen at Hillsborough, uh, that was by far the best. And I don't think, I mean, Brentford certainly aren't a bad team, and and they move the ball pretty quick, and and there were a couple of moments. It took uh, certainly towards at least halfway through the first half, maybe towards the back end of the first half, before we saw them kind of throw together a move where you just think, actually, they, they move the ball pretty fast. These It's a dangerous team that we're playing here and if we give them too many chances um, they, 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 they could well get something out of this game Yeah, I, I, I'm reminded and I think this is another kind of YOS mindset this that we 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 do we all think about the the Yoss era quite negatively, right? But I thought there were quite a few games under Yoss, particularly at Hillsborough, where we'd start the game all right and you would think, okay, this is this is not bad, this is going to be better. And then what happened is that we would get caught on the break or something, the opposition had scored, and we kind of felt a bits. So we didn't really know how to come back for a bit. Um, and I got this niggling thing in the back of my mind, just saying, we're playing really well against Brentford here, but they look dangerous. If they get the first goal in this game. What's gonna what's gonna happen? Um and you know, credit credit to Steve Bruce and to the players. What a professional performance it was because, you know, we, we again defensively we we, we we had it covered, you know, it, it, it had shades of the defence of two, three years ago. Um and, and just really, really strong. Um things that I made a note of, um so the uh the Bannon ball through to Fletcher for the first offside, not offside. Not it was sure. hard to tell, wasn't it? I mean yeah, live. You looked really. at it in mm. four um, I expected the flag to go
1: up f- for Fletcher to outpace the defense there's no like, disrespect well, to Well this is uh, you know Stephen 18 Fletcher. year old Stephen Fletcher Well oh yeah sorry yeah I forgot yeah that, that of course he's uh, just a young pup isn't he <laughs> Um but yeah I mean it was it was uh, great from Stephen Fletcher that he just charged way through and the, uh, the composure could, I have to say when he when the ball came through and went through I just thought this is going to be a goal it, was, it and, and that I mean that's the best feeling I think when you know that when someone watches on a 40 yard through ball and it, it was it was brilliant from Bannon and actually the understanding because those two are really close mates off the pitch they're, they're inseparable that those two right, score okay. I tell you and so we've seen it actually from time to time I remember in the 16 seventeen season that they have got that telepathy at times where uh you know that uh, Fletcher will make a run and they know that Bannon is can be that one to slip him in. Uh, and he did it. And yeah, I mean, it just the finish, okay. It took a, I think it might have taken the deflection and there was possibly a hint of offside. But you make your own look. Absolutely. And who, cares? And who yeah. cares? Because the fact is that you know, Wednesday should have been out of sight before they scored. I mean, it was incredible. They had to wait until the 41st minute to you know, get the first.
0: I have watched it back a few times to see whether or not. It's quite hard from the camera angle to tell whether or not it took a deflection because it, live it looked like Oh hang on, that took that, that took a bit of a deflection. The keeper should have got a little bit nearer to that. There was no moaning for mind. many of the Brentford yeah. players, uh, were there? And, we'll, and, we'll, and we'll actually,
1: um yeah, their manager Thomas Frank, he didn't bring it up afterwards at the game. So I, I, I think yeah, I'm I'm just gonna go with Clean goal. It was it was a correct decision.
0: Fletch, I just thought won everything. We've talked about that. The header for the second, um uh, you know, that's when we, we you know, have joked about this eighteen year old Stephen Fletcher, but that's when you see the experience of a player like that when, you know, that was just a top draw, experienced striker, um, just doing what they need to do, heading the ball down, keeping it low, keeper, just no chance to get anywhere near that.
1: The movement, I want to talk about that for the second goal. Um, because it, it was great play on the right-hand side, and Adam Reach deserves a load of credit, but the way he's peeled away to the back post, and he was unmarked, and he just had the simple task of heading in, but that is just good centre-forward play. That is what you want to see from your number nine, and uh, three goals in two games for Fletcher. He is banging form going yeah. into
0: uh, a little match that we might talk about later. Yeah, it's exactly what we, uh, exactly what we need. Yeah. Um, Brilliant moment. I mean, Hutchinson picked up a yellow card. I, by my calculation, it's only the second yellow that he's got since he's come back into the team. He got yeah, one I earlier think, in the yeah, season. I, I, so he's on, I, he's on
1: three. I think it's his second in the last five or six games. Yeah, I think but, he got one at Ipswich, but, didn't he? But. But, but Lee Bowen takes a lot of the credit, I think, for... Uh, Sam said this himself, that Lee Bowen actually spoke to him and said, you need to imp- improve your disciplinary record. And so, so when Sam came back into the team around Christmas... Uh, we, we noticed straight away that actually he wasn't going in for uh, those those late tackles and missed time challenges that we... Uh, the rush of blood to the head, yeah. I think, is probably the best way to uh, describe describe uh, Sam Hutchinson
0: tackling. Do you, think, do you think the crowd can take a little bit of credit for oh, Sam Hutchinson not getting sent off or that, that was
1: going to be my moment of the week. I was, that I, I, that oh, was just I, like... I
0: can't remember the time I've seen that before.
1: That the was, entirety was of it? 20 or thousand Just the gasp of... <laughs> do <good.
0: laughs> <laughs>
2: Brilliant oh, moment, brilliant moment, was.
0: and um, yeah, I mean, we it's it's a player that we all know so well, isn't it? We know exactly what he's all about, and um, I think that his his uh, influence in this team, in in the way we mentioned uh, Westwood earlier, and kind of you know the solidity that he's helped restore at the back, yeah. uh, which is no disrespect to Cameron Dawson, and to be honest, Hutchinson is no disrespect to Joey Pellepessi, a very different players, but um, yeah, we, we all know who you'd have in your team every day of the week. Um, other things, oh, a couple, right couple of negative things here i'm gonna have to play the doom role i'm afraid here you can take that mantle off (laughs) permanently no 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 it's 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 all yours um james do (laughs) merit uh if there was a weak link in the team and this is being a little bit harsh but i just thought fernando forestieri looked a bit lost didn't didn't play
1: i think that's i don't think he was he, he, he
0: just didn't seem quite on the same page as everyone else I think you've got it in for Forestier. No, I haven't. I, I do. I, 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 have, I really, really done. Maybe <laughs> Is he a victim of his own success? I don't know. It's just if there was anyone on the pitch that I'd just have said, I thought everyone had you know an eight or nine out of ten performance. Um, uh, if, yeah, he'd be the only player that I just thought just looked a little bit, just not quite up to it, not quite well. I don't know, I think
1: he, he worked his socks off for me and okay, I still want to see more from him in possession and I think it will come, it's still confidence and uh, I thought that the, it's just all the time I feel at the moment with Forrest Sherry uh, for the last two years, his, his Wednesday career is stop, start and that is what we've seen and again in the last few weeks of where he scores a goal against Rotherham, I think, here we go, right? Forrest Sherry's going to go on a little run, but he got himself sent off. And so he then misses a match. He comes back in. That was the only change. But, uh, you know, we we just expect so much from Forrest Sherry as we know what he's done throughout his career in this league uh, and what he did three years ago from Wednesday. But I'm still confident that around the corner, I think he's not far away from firing on all cylinders. I don't know. I might might be misplaced, that faith, but I just think that uh, if he gets another goal in the next couple of games, that I I think that Steve Bruce has made it very clear that he is a big part of his plans and he thinks that he's one of the best players in this division. So he's bigged him up. He's now down to area to deliver. It'll be his first Sheffield derby won't it? Obviously? It will be and Sam Hutchinson's as well um, and, and then technically okay. of course you've got Dominic Iorfer and Rolando Aarons mm-hmm. as well so yeah there could be uh, four players potentially in that starting 11 who've never played. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to bring up with you uh, Liam Palmer has been well, so impressive yeah, over I... the last couple of months um, where do you stand on giving Liam Palmer a new contract?
0: By the way um who knew that Liam Palmer could play left back? Where did that come from? Because it wasn't it. it were, as soon as um, uh, Lazar went off, it was you know Palmer knew straight away. It was he was straight over to that left. It was obviously something that they'd talked about and worked on. But I've I've never known him play left back before.
1: No, I can't really think of a time when he Strange. has. And I, I, I just anticipated I offer would go straight to left back. Yeah, but, I did. Because he can play any,
0: anywhere across the. Steve Bruce made a point of saying yeah. i offer can play anywhere across the the back four, so that that seemed odd. Um, I like Liam Palmer at left back. By the way, he wanted the ball off Westwood a lot. He was getting into some space when when Westwood had the ball, and he and you know that was uh, I think Liam Palmer under Steve Bruce. Like we've talked about a few players that seem to have a little bit more confidence now. Steve Bruce has brought out something in them. Palmer wants the ball. And I think we've, we've at times over the last couple of years, we've seen a Liam Palmer that's just scared of getting things wrong, scared of making mistakes, scared of the crowd getting on his back. Um, and, and Palmer, I think, is he, he does a good job of, of just getting on with things. He, he doesn't tend to react very much to stuff. Um, I, I'm sure that, you know, I, I've, I, you know, guys be, that sit behind me on the north stand uh, are always just like well there's one weak link in this team in it, and we all know that it's Palmer and um, he does get that, that stick from um, players but he's playing with a bit of confidence uh, which Are you uh,
1: ever going to get round to answering my question? Well
0: here, here are you saying that you think he should get a new contract?
1: I think if he carries on doing it for another four to four matches to half a dozen, I, I think that it's very hard uh, not to offer him a new deal.
0: Right. I think everything you've said is is factually pretty accurate, right? We all know that for the last few years, our issue has been the squad churn has just not been high enough. We need some, some new faces. We need to ship some players out. Liam Palmer, obviously, is a Wednesdayite. He's been a very loyal servant to the club. But I just think we need some new blood, and, and I think that um, if there's any one of the the set of players that are coming out of contract at the end of the season that you'd you you'd, you'd look at and wonder about, Palmer probably falls into that category. And 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 um, I'm certainly not saying that I'd be disappointed if he got a new contract. But if I if I'm honest, nah, I think I think we I think we need some churn. I think um, every player that's coming up that's out of contract. Uh, the possible exception being whether Westwood's earned himself a new contract. I don't know about that. I've not thought about it enough to be able to give a, a, a genuine opinion on it. But um, I, I reckon this should be our, our opinions this week. I reckon we should throw it out and see what people do reckon. Uh, whether or not Liam Palmer's done in, enough in, in, in the last few games to earn himself a new deal. We hadn't even
1: discussed that, but I think that is a great show. I think that's what we should do. And I, yeah, I, I just think that with Palmer, that... Um people will look at it and go, is this similar to what Atti knew you did last year to mm. earn himself a new contract, that he plays well for the last few months of the season? Will he do it again next season if you give him uh, a new contract? And the other thing that you'd throw into the mix, that if, if you keep Palmer, who's going to be your first choice right back, whatever league you're going to be in next year. And you, you look at it and you go, I offer, on your books. And people, you want to see I offer start because the guy is an absolute machine. He's just a, a, a he's unit, he's good on the ball, yeah, athletic, he strong, powerful. And he, he plays in that position. Uh, we've heard from I offer that he thinks in the long run he wants to, in the centre-half. He thinks right. that that's where uh, he's going to be best served. I, I, I'll tell you what, I mean, he's got all the attributes to be a top centre-half too. Uh, so maybe that way you'd be able to accommodate him into the team, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think these, these are all sort of, again, interesting little... Uh, dilemmas. uh and, good and, dilemmas, and, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they, they are good things to have if you're Steve Bruce, definitely.
0: By the way, Dominic, I offer, I mean, his stride is huge, right? When he's running, I think it would take probably four of my strides to cover one of his. He must have the longest legs in football.
1: Reminds me he's a little chug, bit of you know? Reader
0: Johnson. Well, I was thinking actually Carlton Palmer, reminds me well, of Carlton yeah. Palmer, who also had this kind of a slightly, I wouldn't say clumsy look, but just, you know, quite kind of you know, fairly co- sort of gangly legs, kind of um, going on, and, and I offer reminds me a lot of um, a lot of him. It'd take uh, a lot to knock him off the ball. <laughs> I offer he's yeah, yeah. he's he's a unit, isn't he? Definitely is. He definitely is. Uh, right then, shall we? Uh, shall we hear a bit from Steve Bruce? He's going to chat to us um, a bit about uh, what he expects from the United game. We touched on this a, a little bit earlier on. Let's first of all hear uh, his views on the situation with injuries at Sheffield Wednesday. we
3: <laughs> ten injuries in the night, and the there Lazar all of a sudden, it's ridiculous numbers, so it is something which I have to address, um, but as in terms of uh, the style of play that we want to try and implement then um, I think the players have enjoyed what they're doing, of course, when you get a couple of results everybody enjoys it, so um, long may it continue, but it's something which I have to be wary of because, you know, different training methods, different Different this, different that is maybe a little bit different than what I used to. So I've got to box a little bit clever if I can. But it's something that we're going to have to address. Um, the amount of injuries the club has picked up, and where we've been in terms of long-term injuries. I, I don't know a club like it. I mean, you can get one, but I think we've had four or five, which is, uh, which is, which is not very good.
4: Is that? Process
3: underwear. Yeah, it's just something. Look, the most important thing for me now is get the team to produce in a certain way and get the result. That always eases that up on any manager. The thing is, look, long term, will will be the next few weeks, months, is why, why, and um, and that's something which is always difficult. It could be just, it could be unlucky, you know. But uh, certainly, when you see the amount of long term injuries the club have had. Over the last eighteen months or so, it's it's, uh, it's not good. How important is it that you go into the Steel City derby then in good form? Well, I've always said in the derby, form goes out the window. It's on the night, it's on the occasion. Who handles it the best? Who handles the situation better? Who who doesn't make the mistake? Is the is the derby game going by a flash of genius or is it going to be a mistake? And um, all of them things come into effect. Um, Let's look forward to it. I always say, you know, the the, the whole of the country will be watching the Sheffield game on, on Monday night. Let's, uh, let's make it a spectacle and um, and yes, there's always going to be huge rivalry. Just keep it a huge rivalry and uh, and let uh, the best team win.
4: How uh, important
2: is it then that the players do deal with the occasion? Because sometimes, or invariably, in Steel City derbies in the past, they've been quite tense. They've been quite anxious. Yeah, so the games are that are very memorable are actually quite rare.
3: Yes, how often do you see that? <coughs> you see it in derby games a lot, don't you? Nobody's afraid to make a mistake. They're tense, they're nervous, they're, everybody's on edge. That's the derby. How often do you see it in the big game? You know, you've seen it in the weekend, two of the big teams in the Premier League, man, you, Liverpool, wasn't a great spectacle, was it? No. How often do you see it in the cup final? You know, where you see, you' oh, I'm looking forward to this game, and then and you end up being damp squibs. It's all about one thing: getting the result and winning for your supporters, so they go to work the next morning um, in, a, in a better frame of mind than, than, than the, the opposing team. So it means it means a lot to the supporters, of course
2: it does. Do you think um, it might be like that on Monday, or is it perhaps naive to think that? Well, Sheffield Wednesday are at, have upped their game recently. Sheffield United have played some good football. Well, this I, I, hope, good I hope hope I hope
3: it's a really good spectacle. The experience tells me that that never usually. They never usually. Although I, I witnessed one last year, It was a very, very decent game. It was littered with mistakes, I have to tell you. So I think that's the most important thing, you know, is is the concentration levels and, and uh, don't make a mistake. What's your take of Sheffield United then from this side of the of the city? Well, before I, before I came here, before I came here, you, you have to take your hat off to Chris and what he's done from getting them out of League One to where they finished last year, played in a certain way, um, played a certain style. So you have to be very complimentary about them, of course you do. And I've got the huge res- respect for for Chris. And um, however, it's our job and my job to try and beat them. And you know they have been very very good over the last couple of years, two three years. A lot of us down to the management stills of Chris. Who, uh, you know you look. And what he's achieved at the lower clubs he's been at. He's done very, very well. He's a very capable manager and um, and a good person too.
2: I was going to say, do you know him? Have you met him much on the, on the circuit down the years? Yeah. I had him as a
3: player, yeah. Long, 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 long time ago. Um, had him as a player. Um, and of course, you know, when you've, you've had somebody, you, you watch at Sheffield. Oh, of course, yeah.
2: What was it? Did he? Did you get the impression then that Chris Wilder might turn himself into a manager wonder? I don't think
3: I was there long enough to get to, no. to know him, to get to know him. But certainly over the last few years, um, he's been outstanding in his work. And you know, you you you, know, you you have to pay a big compliment to him and him and his staff. Um, he's very, very, he's very, very good. It's as simple as that. It's 19 years since Wednesday were in the Premier League.
1: It's over 10 years since Sheffield United were. how much does this city
3: need a team? Well, it's a, you know, it's a huge, you know, it's a, it's a huge city which which requires a, It's 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 a bit similar to the North East. You know, they mm-hmm. they need the two clubs in the in the Premier League, and the two clubs would embrace the Premier League because it's got a big hardcore support. Um, but, as we've seen, for both clubs, mm-hmm. it's it's not very easy, you know, there's big clubs in this championship, you know, and uh, that's where we've all got to aim for, that's what we want, that's why I'm sitting here, can we mount the challenge, can we get up and and take the club into where it wants to be, and that's um, how we can try and do that. Wednesday at 12, you know,
1: it's the 2nd, do you will we start and see the good times come back?
3: Uh, well, I hope so, I mean, look okay. at... You know, our neighbours have been doing very well of late. Mm. You know, the, the moment of the challenge last year and just fell away short. But, um, you know, and they're, and they're thereabouts again this time. So, you know, over the last couple of years, they've made big strides to be at the top end of the championship where two, three years ago they were in Division One. So, they've made big strides and um, and that's what we've got to look to as well.
1: You've already faced them as a manager this season. Um, what did well, are you to give us a high?
3: The reasons probably why I got the sack at Aston Villa—they give us a hiding. They're a good side, they're a good team. <coughs> and as I said, I've got the hugest respect for Chris and what he's achieved. Um, it'll, be a, it'll be a really really tough game. However, it's a derby. Let's behave ourselves. Both sets of supporters enjoy the occasion. <coughs> and the whole country will be watching. Make it a memorable one. That's always what you want. We don't want any ugly scenes in it. We want the you know to to show what the Sheffield City is. And uh, I think
0: that's vitally important. Did he? Uh, did he seem relaxed then, Steve Bruce?
1: He certainly was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think he's actually really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, his first taste of a Sheffield derby—he's never oh. attended one. He's never managed one. Someone has to look forward for. I'm going to gonna say at least someone, <laughs> at least someone is.
0: Uh, I um, I hate these games. I hear these I'll be the happiest person in the world if at quarter to ten on uh, on Monday evening we've got. Do you get three much sleep the point. night before these games? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it's it's not like our season depends on this, right? I think it it probably, and this is not me trying to play mind games here or anything like that. It probably means more to United than it does to us. For them, it's a really important game. Um, Towards us it's, it's about bragging rights right and and you can mention the P word here if you want I, 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 it, it's, what, it's pride not, it's not happening <laughs> uh, so um, yeah I mean the, I think we go into it without any pressure I think we go into it without um uh without any I, I expectation. I don't necessarily
1: buy into that. I disagree. I think there is pressure on Wednesday for this because if they are realistically, mentioning the the other P word, if they are going to finish in the playoffs, then they have to win this game. I said that um, in my column that I wrote today. And I, I just think that um, the momentum it would give Wednesday too to beat you know, one of the top sides in the division, um, as you look at the remaining matches, this is why... It's going to be so challenging for Wednesday to get in that top six as they've still got to go to Derby, Leeds, uh, Norwich. Some hard, hard. They are tough away matches, and Wednesday's record on the road is not great. But um, I, I, I think there is pressure from that point of view. And also, let's not forget what happened the last time these two teams played each other at Hillsborough. Yeah. It was humiliating for yeah. Wednesday. It was, and there's no getting away from it. It was embarrassing, and so these, the most of those players um, who will be in action on Monday, have played in that game, and they got turned over, and it hit the team hard. That game for me, arguably Cardiff, the week before when they drew one all last minute equalised from Cardiff, that was when Wednesday' season turned. Yeah. Like for me, Absolutely. between. Those two games, that period, Uh, and I do think they underestimated United last time. They certainly won't this time. Um, And there's all you're hearing from Wednesday the camp is that they respect United and they play this unique system of the overlapping centre halves. And I joked Steve Bruce about that (laughs) a little bit. Um, Whether he would have enjoyed it playing it in his playing days, but. it just i it's all set up it's great actually that wednesday are going into it in good form themselves otherwise yet why say i agree that it would be just united with the pressure but i also think that it's it's on the telly and wednesday they will not want to repeat of what happened last time they will not want to get hammered they will not want to be humiliated by their big rivals and so and and just the pressure of wednesday need a win if they're, they're going to have any chance whatsoever
0: of finishing the top six, which I know we keep saying is a long shot, a big, big long shot. I, I see. To me, that's the mistake. If we start thinking, right, we've got to win this game if we're going to make a play for the for the top six, that's when things will start going wrong. Um, I, I completely agree. Right, it was it was the end of the honeymoon when we lost to United last season. Right, that was the point that it it started to fall to bits, and it fell to bits very rapidly after that. And I think. It's never really recovered. It's only now that we're seeing those seeds of genuine recovery. We lost effectively a season and a half um, before we get to where we are now. Uh, In saying all this... If we go out there and put in a great performance and win on Monday, then I think we can say, right, that era is finished. That that downward spiral is done with and we're coming back up the other side. Uh, and, and going out and winning, you know, it's very poetic. The game that started us off on this downward uh, trajectory being losing to United at home. A season later to go and beat them at home and beat them convincingly maybe uh, would really signify uh, another change in, um, in, in, in an era. And that for me is probably the most significant thing. i, I don't think the playoffs is a is a thing and, and I think if we if we start talking about that then uh it happened a few years ago under Stuart Gray season when Wednesday started throwing together a few wins everyone's like oh playoffs playoffs and then you know we, we went into a series of hard games and lost pretty much all of them uh and, and we're kind of lingering mid table after after that. For me this season is about now putting in some good performances, it's about solidifying it's it's that identity that we're starting to see. Um, and Probably getting a handle on the the, the the kind of the players that we're going to need to bring in next season, which I know Steve Bruce is, um, is going to be on with. I think
1: you make an excellent point, though, that there's uh, there's no getting away from it. that For me, there has been a power shift in this city over the last 18 months to two years that United have outperformed yeah. Wednesday. You know, they finished above them last season. The chances are they're going to finish above them again this season. But why don't you say it, it could be symbolic that, again, if Wednesday, if they get a positive result and they turn over United... Uh, on Monday, that uh, you bring, again, that feel-good factor that Steve Bruce has brought back, that positivity, you can hopefully take that on into the rest of this season, see where it takes you, uh, with one eye on next year. And of course, Wednesday beat United, you're denting their promotion prospects, and who knows how it could end up. United could finish in the playoffs, and well, we know their playoff record.
0: Um, let's talk about injuries um, Lazar obviously is going to be out for a few weeks big blow uh, yeah, it's such a, a shame isn't
1: it after, is a big blow. You know, the way he came in and the possibility of him being out for you know, Steve Bruce said it could be six weeks yeah so, it's a real shame so, man, so, he, it? so real he's shame. not going to play many games uh, no. if that's the case so you've you got to hope that maybe he's a quick healer and it might actually only be four weeks or so but yeah we're certainly not going to see him until well after the uh, final international break
0: We know that Hooper's back training. Um, Obviously going to be way too early for him on on Monday. Any other kind of updates with with other injured players? Obviously we've got Zhao, Fox, Thornley kind of knocking around. Fox is the touch and go one for Monday.
1: I I really hope that Zhao is at least fit enough maybe to be on the bench. I don't think he'd he'd be starting anyway, but we saw in the fixture last year the impact he can have off the bench and he nearly turned things, helped turn things Wednesday's way last year when they... They changed tactics um, in that second half, and they got it back to two all. He scored, so I, he's a, he'd be a great option to have on the bench. So hopefully, Well will be available. Jordan Thornley, we've just seen with uh, Barnsley's key for more that uh, concussion. Yeah, he's ruled out for the rest of the season. It was that serious, uh, and it. I'm not saying or suggesting for one minute that Jordan Fawny is, but they they do seem to be taking it very carefully with Jordan Fawny because it's the second head injury or concussion that he's had in the space of a year. Understandable. So I would think when they've got plenty of options in defence, we might not see Jordan Fulney. Uh And Morgan Fox um, is back in training and he, he'll be available, which is good news. Bearing in mind the Czar is out, uh, so that then brings us neatly on to who'd you put in at left-back? What would you do?
0: Oh, uh, well, I can't see a reason to not put Liam Palmer there, to be honest, after the way he played the other night. And I all right-back. I uh, for right-back. Or or vice versa, whichever way around you want to put them, really. Um, I thought, yeah, there was a real hunger from uh, from Palmer to, to make it work in that in that position. They must have been working on it in training he knew that that was going to be the plan. So
3: yeah. It's an
1: interesting one because Morgan Fox has played in the last two derbies at Bramall Lane and, and helped Wednesday keep two clean sheets and, has done generally okay, although he did give. I think he did give the yeah. penalty away, didn't did, he? Yeah, and in you, last, you, last, but you he need. But he has in the last few fit months. Players in a game like this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If there's any slight doubt. Over Morgan Fox's fitness, ah. having missed the last two matches, you don't risk it in a, going to be a in, a, in, a, physical in a fixture of this magnitude, no, and it certainly top. will be a physical one with Sam Hutchinson involved.
0: That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's um, let's get the opinion of a couple of players in a moment. We'll hear um, from Tom Lee's his thoughts, but firstly, just very quickly uh, from Barry Bannon speaking after the uh, the Brentford game uh, about his thoughts about the Derby game on Monday. Yeah, they've been, they've been brilliant. You can't, you can't knock them. Um,
4: obviously I don't want be sitting here saying this, but they, you've got to give them credit for credit due. They've mm. had a great season and they had a good season last year as well. So it's not, it's not luck.
2: They've done really well. They've got good players. Mm. We've got good players as well. So we're confident, like I said, of going there and winning. But they're, they're a team in form and they're going to be
4: a danger like any team mm. in this league. So sure I'm a good bit of bit, bit
0: respect, but not too so much
1: respect
4: And Like I said, we want to win the game, and we know we can win the game. How much credit does the manager deserve for bringing the Feyenoord factor back here? Yeah, I think he deserves a lot of credit, you know. Um, I think everybody does, really, because I think um, even since, is it the Preston game? I think 12, 13 games, is it? I think we've obviously lost to Hull. Chelsea in the, in the Cup, so I think it started then, you know, with everybody, everybody mucking in and the staff that were here before, before the manager arrived, they've got a big part to play in that as well and I think it's just when you get that momentum going, you know, and it, it brings it back, but you've definitely seen in the weeks that the manager's been here, what he's brought in. and I think it's, it's shown on the pitch, you know, I think you can definitely see, I said uh, in my notes the a, a week, it's not just the winning games, I, f- I felt it was like the first time in a long time that it felt very different in the way that we played and I think everybody could see that like enthusiasm in that buzz. Is this the biggest game of the season what's riding on it for both teams? Yeah, I think these two fixtures, uh, obviously home and away are the biggest games of the season, so there's no, there's no doubt in that. Um, for fans it's the biggest game and, and for us as a whole club it's probably the biggest game. Um, so, you can take away the fact that they're obviously trying to get promoted, in that, um, even without that, they're, yeah, they're the two biggest fixtures. If you were
1: to pull it off and win three in a row, how big a stable would that be? more what would it do for your confidence, too, for the first time you've
3: won
4: three in a row for a long time? Yeah, yeah it'd, be, it'd be huge, you know. I think the game itself, just as a one off, is big enough to win. Um, that'd be fantastic. Um, and, like you're saying, it would just breed confidence, and I think that going into the rest of the season it would give us a real real lift and I think people start thinking see what we can do then.
1: Do you take a lot of heart from how well you've done at home in terms of you've, not lost,
3: you've lost very few games between three this season?
4: Yeah I think so, um, we've just got to keep doing the same you know and I think we're, we're not finished we're not finished hardcore by a long way and we've got lots to do, the manager said that. Mm. but. We're doing what we can at the moment. We're we're taking on board what he wants, and I think so far we're we're putting in some good performances and hopefully showing signs of improvement. How
1: big a factor, can the fans be a
4: full house at Hillsborough? Definitely, it'd be it'd be it'd be great. You know, um, you definitely notice uh, the difference in how they're feeling when they're enjoying it and stuff, and just the feel around the ground. So we've had we've had some good good nights um, at Hillsborough under lights in the last few years and. Hopefully we can re- recreate that on Monday. What
1: are your thoughts on the possibility of facing your old teammate Gary who's
3: done very well
4: for them since? Uh, Gary yeah, I mean, it again. He's a handful, isn't he? He's um, good physical presence, um, danger in the air, likes hold the ball up well, and it's never easy against him. So, so yeah, obviously they've got a lot of players that they want to, that are threats, and that will be wanting to to keep quiet, but. Um, He's another one of them, um, but they've got so, they've done well this year, and you can't deny that. And they've got some good players, so it's one thing is for sure we'll have to be our absolute best to get a result. What sort of reception do you think he'll get? When he's um, yeah, i imagine it'll be interesting, but I don't know. It's one of them, isn't it? It's he's obviously got his reasons for going there and doing that, and fair play to him. It, it mm-hmm. takes a lot of it takes a lot of character to go and do that, and I'm sure you'll expect to get a bit of stick for it on uh, Monday. Do
1: you think hasn't been a bit of a power shift in the city over the last couple of years with how well
3: they've
4: done? Do the guys like to turn that around? I mean, how you, do you see it? Um, I mean, I'm, obviously, they've been in, in a division below for a while, and then we've had the, the success of getting to like the playoffs and stuff like that. Um, and now they find themselves at the top end of the table and, and we're not so you can't deny that they're probably favourites for this game and they've probably got the bragging rights at the moment but we've just got to concentrate on ourselves really and we've got our tasks and our things that we want to prove um, Monday we'll give it give it our best do exactly what we have been doing, give it everything that we've got and that's all that we can do at the moment, all we can do is win the game on Monday and everything else will just Take care of itself.
1: That then works with, in your favour that you go in. Many people's eyes as underdog?
4: Maybe, but I think I think effort really goes out the, the window on Monday. It's just a one. It's kind of like a one-off game into it, and everyone will be at it. And like I say, anything can happen in these games. And I just think that we can only focus and concentrate on on Monday. And if we do that, then people can say whatever they want.
0: Right, time for our opinions. Every week we ask for uh, your views on something, Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, It could be anything, current, past, something completely random. Uh, Last week we asked about the best striker that you've seen in a Wednesday shirt. Uh, We both suggested David Hurst. His name came up time and time and time again. Uh, I'm going to mention a few people who uh, who tweeted us with with Hursty. So, uh, Steve Noonan, Neil Marshall, Ben Warns. Uh, who else have we got here? There's loads of them. Pennsylvania Owls, uh, Nigel, Paul, Scott Kelly, Dave, Stewart. Old Mike J., Jimmy, Ian, Stephen, uh, Mark, loads of people. Um, also mentioned to Jason, who suggested Hursty and Mark Bright was his kind of second. A couple of people mentioning Gary Bannister as well. Al, uh, also Steve Rogers, Mark Lindley mentioning him. You mentioned De Canio last week. A uh, few people mentioned him. Serge over in Sweden, Gary Froggart and Cal Maguire mentioned him. Uh, a couple of votes actually for Gary Hooper, uh, particularly younger fans. Um, obviously our rule was it's got to be a player that you've seen play for, for Wednesday in the Flesh. So uh, Wardy and uh, Patriot going for uh, for Gary Hooper. Then we get on to the randoms. This is, this is the fun bit so um, Swiss Owls said Roger Wild got a few players from the old days actually uh, we've got Craig B mentioned Paul Warhurst tell you what, what when Paul Warhurst was in form he was, he was a some player, wasn't, player he? wasn't he yeah. wasn't he really was uh, Sambo saying JJ not sure about that uh, <laughs> Luke Askham, Steve McLean I guess depending when you started watching Wednesday you can understand why someone would say that same as well Joshua Hopkinson very timely with the game that we're about to go into Marcus Tudge probably one goal in particular that um leads him there uh, Kerry saying "I knew you I think we strike that one from the record um, Adrian Smith this is great this is brilliant Eric Cantona <laughs> he, he played that one game behind closed doors yeah. uh, but there was a crowd there so Adrian if you were there it counts what a great answer that is um, Jason said Colin Walker got three goals on his um, on his debut game uh, Peter Wright mentioning uh, Brian Joycey uh, Bill Brown, uh, Enoch Schwabney. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Um, Jake going for Stevie Howard, perhaps a little tongue in cheek mm. there. Uh, we did have a few other names that were mentioned uh, as well. Thank you very much. So, this week was we just Colin West mentioned. Colin, I no, it was, I think that was me that I mentioned <laughs> oh, <was> that <laughs> no, it? Oh, no, I, it was, thought, no, I no. thought I had to W in there. I, I think <laughs> strangely, no votes for Colin West. I don't know, I don't know why. Very odd. Uh, so this week it's dead simple basically would you give Liam Palmer a new contract it's a yes or no we'll do it as a we'll do it as an actual um, survey so you can you can cast your vote but please do also quote it and tell us what you think your reasons as to uh, as to why you are so um, Dom would give Liam Palmer a new contract thinks that he's done enough in in the last few games I'm saying no we need squad churn he's a solid championship fullback but you know we've got to be aiming that bit higher next season so uh, yeah joining the conversation with the hashtag Alpinions. Uh, We'll give you our uh, Twitter details in a minute. We will mention some of your thoughts next Friday and we'll set uh, a new Alpinions for your input as well. By the way, thank you to Adam Smith who suggested an idea for Alpinions. That's very welcome as well. If you want to do that, then just drop us us a tweet. Right, final things for us to do then before we sign off. I'm so nervous about whether or not I actually want to do this. Predictions. It's not something that we're necessarily going to do every week, but big game. What do you think? It, it'd be so easy to
1: sit on the fence and go it's going to be a draw, but uh, I I fancy Wednesday. I do actually, and I think right. there's going to be some goals in this one, and I'm going to go with two one. Uh, I I don't see Wednesday keeping United out. I just think with uh, the way they're playing, uh, I saw a fair amount of the West Brom game. I also watched Aston Villa. By the way, I mean they made Aston Villa look. Second rate for eighty yeah. minutes of that, and then they they threw it away through uh, poor game management. That's what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and Agreed. yeah, I I just think that uh, yeah Wednesday they won't keep them out, and uh, it could well be that Gary Medine uh, <sighs> comes back I, to, uh, to, to to, to maybe haunt them. But uh, no, I I think that Reach uh,
0: and Fletcher two okay. one. I'm gonna go one all. Um, so you are sitting on the fence. I am sitting on the fence, yeah. Um and getting I do I've like. I've I've swapped and changed. I thought I thought it I've not swapped from a draw though I thought it would be 2-2 Then I thought it's going to be 0-0 And now I think it's going to be one all I don't know, basically um, let's, let's speak to someone that's going to give us their prediction That um, knows probably a bit more about playing in Sheffield derbies Than either of us two do um, So uh, these are the thoughts of Chris Turner
2: Well, um, I think uh, from a Sheffield Wednesday point of view We're looking forward more to the game now Than probably we were uh, six, eight weeks ago I think the introduction of Steve Bruce and his team um, have revitalized the season, and um, the last certainly the last two home performances against Brentford and Swansea have shown um, the direction that Steve'll have the club going in. I think it started to bring a little bit of excitement and credibility back to the club. what's it like playing in a Sheffield derby?
0: It's pretty intense for us as, as fans. what's it like on the pitch?
2: Well, I mean, you know, it's it's like any derby. You you you, you've got to switch off from the crowd. You've got to get out there and perform, and um, you know, player, manager, whoever supporter. You you just don't want to get beat. You know, obviously, you want to win, and um, you know, there's 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 uh, there's great delight in winning, but you don't want to lose. And I think at the end of of any game of these of these sorts, that if you haven't lost, you, it's a bit of a uh, a bit of a relief, uh, and you move on to the next game. But as I say, if you burn, if you win, it, it, it's uh, it's a fantastic day and a fantastic occasion.
0: Well, as you mentioned, Wednesday, a couple of games in uh, in decent form now, just starting to kind of find a bit of identity. And under Steve Bruce, United been in fairly tremendous form all season. If I pushed you for a prediction, what would you say?
2: Well, I mean, you, you know, if you're an outsider you, uh, and you, you're not uh, affiliated to either club, you're obviously going to back Sheffield United. But, you know, in these games, um, th- th- there's no favourite in, in, in my mind. It, it's, uh, it's a nervy situation. Um, I think Sheffield Wednesday have all to win and United's got all to lose. And um, it, it can, they can go either way. Um, you need the run of the ball on the night. On the night, as it will be Monday, and um, you know, I'd l- I'd, l- I'd love to see Wednesday win for obvious reasons. Uh, and I think they can win um, with the players that they've got um, and and what they're showing of late. So it's it's going to be it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be a better a better game than the one that was at uh, at uh, early on in the season, when when Wednesday just parked the bus in front of the goals, and and we're happy to get a nil nil. I think I think I'm pretty certain that Steve will set the team up not 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 to be uh, easy to play against, and, and and we'll look to score goals ourselves.
0: Okay, would you put a score on it?
2: Um, I, I'm I'm i I'm going to go two one Wednesday.
0: We'll take that, Chris. Thank you very much. Sir so Chris Turner agrees with uh, agrees with you two one. Two one Wednesday. There we go. Happy days. Um, yeah. Um, right. Um, that's just about it. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you can catch Dom on Twitter at Domhausen. I'm on Twitter at James Marriott. You can contact the show at Dom and James. I just want a quick word here just to say a big thank you for the uh, the feedback that we've had in the week um, in, in the weeks since our first episode. It's been quite humbling. Some really lovely uh, comments. Uh, we did get a one star review on iTunes as well. got to start somewhere from from the records Um, just to answer a couple of questions that we've had yes it's always going to be on Fridays the only time there'll be an adjustment to that is if the game's brought forward and we have to do it earlier in the week Uh, and also someone mentioned the fact that they noticed there was no swearing in the first episode and I thought this is a key point actually because we've not mentioned this that um, we don't have an explicit rating on any of the networks it is a family friendly podcast Um, you can listen with the kids without fear of us dropping any F-bombs or anything um, like that Uh, we can't promise the same of Steve Bruce and whatever players that we uh, interview but we'll we'll edit that out if they do and um, please subscribe to us in your podcast or app of choice to make sure that you get the new episode of Singing the Blues every week up the owls and we'll see you next Friday